Good to have everybody. Thank you for coming on a Thanksgiving weekend. Um, everybody have a great Thanksgiving celebrating. We found out uh, on Thanksgiving because it was announced to our, our family, though we did get a sneak peek a few weeks ago, that uh, my daughter and son-in-law informed us that we're going to be grandparents. Yeah. So that was, uh, so I told Michelle, I said, I, you know, I didn't know you were that old. <laughs> so uh, end of June. So that was the thing. And we have great grandparents that are actually here today. So that's a exciting, exciting time. So hopefully you guys had a great time. Um, I'm actually wearing this ugly Hawaiian shirt. It is Christmas because it has a reindeer. Kind of looks like an elf and one of the, I tested one of the kids, and they saw the reindeer, just to remind us as we go into December, uh, keep an eye out for your ugly Christmas sweater. But I want to mention our food ministry from yesterday. Remember, we do our food outreach twice, twice a month, and uh, Stephen always gives me the, the number. So um, everybody individually has to sign in if they're getting food, but there's always like somebody else with them and kids, but 110 individuals that will feed 340 people, 340 people, uh, and one of the food outlets that they get their groceries from was closed on Friday, but there was always, like I said, so you look at it and you wonder, is this going to be enough? And uh, miraculously, it's always uh, more than enough, so it was a great, great opportunity. So our next one is uh, December 9th and December 23rd, December 9th. And December 23rd, we always do it on the second and fourth Saturday uh, of the month. Um, this coming Saturday is our men's and women's breakfast. And that's at Anya's Kitchen. I, I've corrected, it's not uh, Anna's, Anya's Kitchen, 8 a.m. You know, we have, Ernie, is it four or five people that have joined the No Shave November from the restaurant? Five people. Uh, have joined the No Shave, uh, and it's just something, I think they see Ernie's beard or, or mine. Uh, and so remember, we're still doing No Shave November. If you'd like to give a dollar a day for 30 days, we're going to put it towards getting some new tables for uh, the food ministry, and I get to shave this off on December 1st. Uh, and then uh, the net, this coming Sunday, the 3rd, is our Christmas Ornament Sunday. We have an ornament for every family. Uh, that is here and on the evening is our christmas open house that will be at our house you can stop at any time from five o'clock till whenever if you need uh address directions you can see michelle i don't have my phone on me today so that's at our house next sunday night just bring an appetizer or dessert to share and we'll have a, a great time all right one verse for our tithes and offerings in fact we're going to look today in a message at psalm uh 103 verse 1 through 5 but i want to read this one verse today out of the message translation and it says this oh my soul bless god from head to toe i'll bless his holy name oh my soul bless god and don't forget a single blessing right now go ahead. don't forget a single blessing. We're going to look at that today because David mentions, don't forget. God says in Deuteronomy, you've forgotten. <laughs> don't forget, don't forget a single blessing. So in our giving today, as we do each and every week, I'm going to put a prayer up on the screen. Would you pray this individually from your heart 
to your Father God with that, that in mind. Don't forget a single blessing. Let's pray this together. As I give in today's offering, I worship you and I bless your name. I give today with great expectation for you to do the impossible through my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you're giving today in service, there's an envelope in the seat back pocket. You can place your offering in the giving slot that's on the wall as you exit by the sound booth. You can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can give online. Our uh, mailing address is online. And I encourage you to download today's notes because we won't, go, won't get through all 10 pages. No, not 10 pages. But download the notes and, and uh, go through those as well. So if you have your Bibles, um, open to me to Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5. Psalm 103, 1 through 5. We're going to look today at his benefits, right? So when you get a, a, a new job or you're um, looking for a new job, typically besides the salary, you're looking at what? Benefits. And they change it all the time, right? PTO, personal time off, sick days, vacation days. 401k, they, maybe they have other things, car allowances, meal allowances, clothing, whatever it might be, uh, there's always benefits involved with whatever it is. Well, God has benefits. So we're going to look today at, at some of his benefits, but I want to look at the two verses, actually three verses we looked at last week. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, 17, and 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, 17, 18. It says this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Let's say this together, this verse. Ready? Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So we looked at that last week, that it wasn't a suggestion to rejoice always. It wasn't a, a good idea to, to pray without ceasing. It wasn't like a, an option to give thanks in all things. It was a command from the Lord. Did I rejoice always? Did I pray without ceasing? And that in everything I stop and I give him thanks. Well, it's interesting that as we come to Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5, in fact, I encourage you today, read the entire 22 verses. All the 22 verses of Psalm 103. But I want to look at the, the five uh, today. Very familiar. Again, we've read these. Uh, one of the verses that we'll read sometimes for offering, songs that are sung. I heard a song already. I, uh, I saw a video of a pastor. It was one of the musicians must have had their iPad and the phone started ringing, so he went and picked up the iPad and took the call in the church service. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. All right. Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth 
is renewed like the eagles. So Lord, as we look at these verses today, Father, we thank you that we take time to not forget your benefits, that everything about us should bless your name, everything from within us should bless your name, because we want to be your people that rejoice, always pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. We bless you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. So I was thinking back to, have you ever forgotten where your keys are? And you tear apart everything and then you find them kind of a place. Have you ever lost anything? So I was remembering back to, I think it was my second year in college. We lived in San Gabriel. I was back living at home and I was going to Azusa Pacific University. And I had, I remember having a first class at 7.30. So I, I was there early pulled into the parking lot, and it hit me. <gasps> the term paper. I left it at home. Anybody have that feeling? Now, fortunately, it was my next class. So I got in my truck at the time, drove all the way, got home in San Gabriel, pulled up, got out of my truck. I was in such a hurry, shut the door. <gasps> I locked the door of my car shut, running with the keys in the ignition. I was frazzled, right? Well, I'll just go knock on the door and, you know, wake mom up. Well, she was gone. I didn't have a key. So now I'm thinking, do I kick in a door? You know, do I break a window? You know, what, what, what do I do? So I was going around the house. The garage was locked. The front door was locked. The bathroom uh, in the back room, the window was open. And the window's like this big. And I'm thinking, I can fit through it, right? No. And I remember I kicked, I must have knocked all the shampoo off. I knocked the shower caddy down. I was in a hurry to get in find my extra key to my truck, grab my term paper, get around, lock the house, get in the car, and get back to school. Now again, this is for cell phones. So mom comes home and didn't know anything. She just saw that the shower in the bathroom's destroyed. There's stuff like she thought somebody broke in, came through the house, but luckily I got there, and those of you that were in school know, you know we, there was teachers back then. If you didn't have it turned in right then, first thing, you were gonna fail, right? And had to get that thing, it's like, Whew, I forgot, right? It was one of those things checking off the list. Don't we all do those things? We all forget certain things. But David is going to mention to us today, he's going to not just emphasize it, but if you read Psalm 103, do you know what it really is? David is giving himself a spiritual pep talk. Most of the Psalms, he writes them unto the Lord as worship. Or he writes about, kill and slaughter my enemies, God. Oh, but you have mercy and justice. You know, he, he goes that way. This one, when you read it, it's a little bit different. He's talking about himself. That everything about him is going to bless the Lord. He's going to give himself a spiritual, right, a spiritual pep talk. You know, we, we read, I want to read a couple of the translations. And uh, the New Living, verse 1 says, let... All that I am, praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. The one we read for offering out of the message. Oh, my soul, bless the Lord from head to toe. I bless his holy name. Oh, my soul, bless God. Don't forget a single blessing. It's this big spiritual um, pep talk. You know, David has an interesting life because as a very young man, 
he had an eyewitness account of a king of the nation of Israel. But as David would worship because of the depressing spirit uh, that was on Saul, as David, David would worship, it would leave. But there was a time that Saul threw a spear at David as he was playing worship. He saw that from a king. He also was eyewitness that a king eyed him, kept an eye on him. You know, there was a song that was sung that Saul killed his thousands, but David killed his ten thousands. Well, Saul, Saul was keeping an eye on David. Every so where's David today? What's David up to? Is David trying to come and get my kingdom? And then Saul would hunt him. In fact, we read sometimes uh, it's hard to tell whether it was eight years or 14 years or so that David would hide in the wilderness. So David had a picture. When we talk about a king, David could have had a picture very different of a king. But his picture of the king of God was completely different. In fact, it didn't shatter what he saw. He knew that it was a time to be a spiritual pep talk, whatever it was, that his soul was going to bless the Lord. His soul was not going to forget any of the benefits. In fact, many times, Psalm 103, it's called a thanksgiving psalm. It's called a psalm of thanks. It's called a psalm of being thankful, that it's something that was read aloud. And, and that word bless, we looked at it a couple weeks ago, really means to kneel down, surrender, and bless from the inside. And then the word soul, which uh, many times we'll read here as heart, really it's the inner being of us, the soul, that everything about us would stop and it would bless the Lord. That's what David looked at. So as David is speaking this out, maybe today you need a spiritual pep talk. Look at your neighbor and say, you know, you need a spiritual pep talk today, right? Many times we need spiritual pep talks. Even through times that might seem exciting, uh, we always need those different spiritual uh, pep talks. You know, and if, if you're a fan of any sport, you know, you can notice that maybe your team was losing in the first half and they went to halftime. But something changed at halftime. And then the team came out and the team was like, this is a different team that showed up. Well, they probably got yelled at, right? Really, really good. They probably got called everything in the book. But on the other hand, they probably figured out what they were not doing right and corrected it so that they could do the right thing. So I think that's what David is doing. I'm going to correct everything that's going on. I'm going to stop. I'm going to bless the Lord. And I'm going to remember his benefits. And it's Deuteronomy Chapter 6, verse 12, and you'll read this a lot in the Old Testament, that uh, the Lord would say through Moses, then uh, beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. How could they forget? How could they forget? They would forget. They would say things like, we had such good fish back in Egypt. They had leeks. They had vegetables that we don't have. How could, you how could you forget what the Lord did for you that got you out? How could you forget the plagues? That some of the plagues hit you, and then after a while, none of the plagues hit you. How could you forget that God took you out, parted the Red Sea? How could you forget that he gave you water from the rock, that he fed you with manna? How could you forget that he brought... How could They forgot. So if they forget... It's easy sometimes for us to forget. And that's one of the things that David is wanting to say, not to forget. In fact, Psalm 34, verse 1, 
when we read the psalm, in fact, I encourage you, and I, I uh, highlight it in my Bible uh, in Psalm 103 every time I read the word blessed. But if you go through the psalms and you find the word blessed or blessed, and you ha- you'd be amazed how many times David would say blessed. Psalm 34.1, I will bless the Lord only on Sundays. No, it's where we read at all times, right? At all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's easy to read, isn't it? That's sure easy to read. But I need to bless him at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So one of the things that David first looks at, now one of the things we look at at Psalm 105, we could call it a reflection psalm, that David is probably looking back on a lot of life that he's lived, and he's blessing the Lord anyways. He's blessing the Lord. And so one of the first things that David says in the end of verse 2, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of his benefits. Verse 3, who forgives all your iniquities. Now, in the Old Testament, forgiveness was done through the high priest at the altar where you brought sacrifice. The forgiveness was not a forgiving like we know and we'll read that God forgives. It was a covering over. There had to be the bloodshed of only one. It had to be a perfect sacrifice. There was only one that could come. That would be Jesus. That would be that where we could confess our sins to him. In fact, it's interesting when we we read uh, some of the verses, even in the book of Psalm that we would read this. Psalm 103, verse 12. You can read this later. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. We read that in Psalm. Well, that gives us a picture when we ask God God to forgive us, Jesus to forgive us when we confess our sin. It's as far as the east is from the west. We just took California and New York. It's about 3,000 miles. It would take you uh, roughly five hours to fly. It would probably take you several days to drive. Isn't it interesting? The east and the west is different. They're three hours ahead. And in New York, they talk funny, don't they? They talk funny. We don't talk funny. They talk a little funny. Right? They got funny names of that Flatbush. They got funny names of cities. It's a whole different climate. It's a whole different area. But it's a good example to us that he removes the transgressions. As far as the east is from the west. But David understood this. David understood the forgiveness of God. He lived it firsthand. And he wanted to remember that God forgives, right? God cleanses, God redeems. You know, we read in Hebrews, which gives us a good picture of the Old Testament and the New Testament, Hebrews 10, 11, and 12. It says, and every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, this is talking about Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. From that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool, for by one offering he has perfected forever those 
who are being sanctified. Now there is a, a false teaching that says Jesus died and paid for my sin. Thus, I don't need to confess it anymore when I blow it. That's a false teaching. We confess our sins to the Father. 1 John 1, 9. If I confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive my sin and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Again, we read those scriptures. He cast it as far as the east is from the west. Micah, it's down to the deepest, deepest sea, never to remember it anymore. Isn't it amazing that when I confess it, God doesn't remember? But why is it that he has to remind me to remember his benefits? How many of you can remember somebody wronged you? And do you remember it, right? Maybe you even have it written down somewhere. Maybe it's in some chapter in your Bible that it's written down, right? We've all had that. Or if we see somebody, all of those things come back that we need to remember. No, God doesn't do it that way. He forgives. He forgets. We're washed as white as snow. We're clean before him because of the sacrifice of Jesus. David had no idea about that. He only knew that God forgave him for what he did. He didn't have the opportunity to come before Jesus and confess. He goes on and he uses this word, who heals all of your diseases. So it's interesting, on the, on the cross of Jesus, forgiveness and healing were provided together. Jesus took upon himself the sin, sicknesses, and diseases the same time on the cross, right? One time. They were paid for at the same time, and both are ours to obtain. The God that created the human body can mend his creation. I read a very interesting article. In fact, it was talking about, um, I believe Kevin in the back. Kevin's new phone has like 27 cameras in the back. It doesn't. It has like six. But when you look at the back, it's like, why do you need six cameras? Well, this one does this. This one you can do movie shoots. This one you, you can focus in. This one I can tell if you have a button from the back that's unbuttoned. I mean, it's amazing what the phone can do. An engineer designed that, right? An engineer. There had to be testing that it actually would work. But as we know, over a few years, you got to get an upgrade because they stopped working. Well, the article went on to talk about the human eye. The eye outdoes his camera. The human eye. Right? Think about that. Your eye outdoes the camera that was created. That phone was created by an engineer. This eye that outdoes it was created by God. Right? Think about it. I can see colors. I can see pixels. I can see all of these things, and they were designed by God, the creator. So if he designed it, he's the one that can heal it. Right? And that's what David wants to let us know in that forgiveness and healing. And so I, I love that verse, Psalm 139, 14, where David will say, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Let me jump down uh, for time here. Let me read. Um, he mentions this. He said, he satisfies your mouth. Say it with me. 
with good things. Look at somebody and say, good things come out of this mouth. Now, now some of you are laughing, right? Good things. In fact, Proverbs uh, can teach all of us things about our mouth. Proverbs talks a lot about things that we say. In fact, we read death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit, right? Death and life. Well, David's going to talk about who satisfies your mouth. It's one of the benefits with good things. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, we looked at it last week. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. That is so easy to read. But in everything, I will give thanks. Right? In everything, I will give thanks. Our society today, with reviews, like, you ever read, you ever think about, hey, let's go try this restaurant. Okay, let's look at the reviews. Oh, no, no, let's not go there. Like, we're going to believe those reviews? So I, I looked up a couple um, new reviews that have been posted, and I thought this one was funny. I was stabbed here. The food was fresh and the drinks were tasty, but I was stabbed here. Would consider going back. You ever notice some people will take like, they're writing a novel about the restaurant and as they walked in and the hostess and the appetizers and the bathroom and the silver, like they just keep like, do you have nothing else to do? Are you trying to be a food critic or something? So this is one of my favorite. I ordered a waffle here only to find a fingernail and hair in my food. When I told my waiter, he said I'd have to wait an hour for a fresh waffle. I asked for a refund, but never received one. I wouldn't send my worst enemy here. The owner replied, our restaurant isn't even open yet, so your story is impossible. We open May 12th in case anybody thinks this is remotely true. You know, it's interesting how much we complain, right? How much we refer, how much we review, how much of those things that we do, and yet... David wants to remind us that God has satisfied my mouth with good things, right? With good things. Even if there's a fingernail in my waffle, I have to give thanks. <laughs> give thanks. He satisfies my mouth. Notice that he used this one, and we all like this one. Our youth is restored. Everybody cheer with me. Yeah, our youth is restored. Woo! Only the young people cheer, right? <laughs> you know, it, it's not talking about a uh, physical, it's not like you go to Florida somewhere and you drink some fountain of youth and you, and you come back and, and, and you look young. It's talking about when all of these things are in operation in your life, there is a fire burning on the inside of you that's alive regardless of what age you are. You're wanting to do, as we sang today, you're wanting to do the will of God. You're wanting to do what he says to do. You're wanting to be involved in what he wants to be, and your youth is renewed. You know, it is interesting as you get older how some things are, get a little heavier than they were 10 years ago. Man, I used to lift this thing up, and it seemed so light. So, um, but our youth is renewed in the Lord. And the more I'm in him... The more I, I, I get to know him, the more I see what he's doing in his word, the more that he gives you an assignment to do, 
He's going to renew your youth to travel. He's going to renew your youth to pick up food and to deliver it and take on more product. He's going to renew that youth in all of us as we do his will. And David wants to remind us of that one thing, that you will be renewed, right? You will be renewed. Your youth will be renewed. And I love this verse in Numbers. And typically, we'll, uh, I usually pray this at the end of a, a wedding. But I wanted us to, to see this and say this together. And this is Numbers chapter 6, verse 23 through 26. It's actually called a priestly blessing that was a blessing upon this. Numbers chapter 6, 23 through 26. And it says this, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Let's all read that together again. Ready? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. You know, I love that picture of David at the end of 2 Samuel, which probably gives us a picture that Goliath had older brothers or cousins or something. And at the end of 2 Samuel, he's back out fighting giants. I always get a picture, he's got a walker probably by then, right? And he sees a giant, oh, he's going to take that giant out. In fact, they pull David away. They have to pull him back and tell him, no, 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 we'll take care of this. But there was still something in him alive, right? He was not going to allow anybody to stand before the name of the Lord. And he knew that when he followed the Lord, the Lord would bless him. He knew it. The children of Israel, through Joshua and all of them, they knew when they followed the Lord and did what the Lord said, the Lord's blessing would be upon them. So even when we read the Lord bless you, do you know what goes into effect? That blessing of the Lord. It goes into effect that the Lord would bless us. That the Lord would sustain us. That we don't forget all that he did even if I have to go back four years on a Tuesday morning at nine to remember what he did, I'm going to remember what he did, his blessing upon us. Bow your heads, if you would, with me. Well, Father, we come today and, and we do. We all say we will not forget your benefits. We will not forget your blessing. We thank you that you are the one that redeems our life from destruction. Lord, I believe we'll only know in heaven all the things that could have happened or wherever we were that you protected us. You looked after us. You allowed us safe travel. Your hand of protection was upon us, our kids, our grandkids, our great-grandkids. When what we did was we prayed and we believed you, but you were protecting them. And so Lord, as we pray and close our service today as we pray out of Isaiah, we thank you that your blessing is upon us, that you are the one that is the lifter of our head. Father, that what might look impossible even right now in our lives, we thank you for your blessing. You told Abram and Sarah that you would bless them. That's all you said. You just said you'd bless them. And look what you did. And so we we end our service with worship, but we kneel before you to bless your name with all of our soul. 
In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen, amen. Stand with me. We're going to close with this song. His benefits before me to remember on the daily is to do what God told the children of Israel to do in the Old Testament. I'm going to read it to you. And it's, it's uh, Joshua 4, starting at verse 4. Then Joshua called the 12 men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. This may be a sign among you when your children come to ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Okay, Michelle, well, what does that mean for me today? Well, it means this. In my house right now, on any given day, there's a few things in my house that serve as a memorial. That I can look at it and know what God did and what he's going to do. One of them, for instance, is this. When we moved back to California 14 or 15 years ago, my parents flew out to North Carolina and were going to make the drive back with us. My house was completely packed. The only thing that was not packed was a box of things that we needed as soon as we got to California. And Walt was vacuuming the lines on the carpet for the people that were going to rent our house. And my dad said, my dad had been in the backyard. He comes back in and he says, you need to take some of this red dirt with you. And I said, why do I need the dirt? He said, we don't have red dirt in California. You need to take dirt with you. I thought, are you kidding me? I'm going to take dirt with me back to California, over 2,000 miles across the country, and I'm going to bring a jar of dirt. God knew. We found a jar. I said, Dad, go get the dirt. He put the dirt in the jar. That jar drove with us across the U.S. When we got to California, the house that we were going to lease, we went and we paid the deposit on it. And a day or two later, the guy calls us and says, he's not going to rent to us. So we end up at my parents' house for a year or two years. And that jar of dirt stared at me on the dresser. I was irritated. And I remember one morning waking up, looking at the dirt. Because our kids were enrolled in school a half an hour, 40 minutes away. So Walt would get up and he would take them. And I'd be at the house and I'd look at my dirt. I had a house. 
in another state, and I would look at the dirt. And one morning, the Lord said, get up, go to the computer, bring the dirt with you. And the dirt sat next to the computer, my parents' house, in the office. And he began to speak. He said a lot of things. But one of the things he said, and I have it typed up, and it hangs on this jar of dirt with the key from our old house. And one of the things I wrote on there besides some scripture was this. If he could give us dirt in North Carolina, he will someday give me dirt in California. Because he owns all the dirt. The dirt in California is not more expensive to him than the dirt in California. So I look at that jar of dirt regularly, reminding myself, and my kids as well, and Walt, that's a memorial. If he did it once, he can do it again, just like the children of Israel. If he parted the seas for them to walk, those rocks stood as a memorial that no matter what they faced, he could part it again. Here's your assignment this week. If you do not have anything in your home that reminds you of what God has done, I encourage you. Make it, buy it, whatever you need to do to keep it before you and then tell your family. Remember when God did this, this, or this. This serves as a memorial in our home that if he did it for us back then, he's going to do it again. Because you see, the word says in Hebrews 13, 8, that's on that back wall, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he split the seas for the children of Israel, he can split them for you. If I got dirt in North Carolina, I'm going to have dirt in California someday. I don't know what it is in your life that you're facing. Put a memorial up in your house to remind yourself that he'll do it again. Amen? So I sure hope that next Sunday night you're going to come to my house for our Christmas open house and I'll show you my jar of dirt. Oh, we love you. We are so thankful for you. God is good. And all the time? Yes. If you need prayer, please come forward. We would love to pray for you. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next Sunday.